Hello and welcome to Punches from the Pods. I'm Tommy White and as always I'm joined by Ebony the Blonde Bomber Bridges, this time virtually though. How you doing Ebony? I'm good thanks, how are you? Yeah good thank you, good. Um, yeah I thought First we'd do this virtually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you've been busy, busy training, um, obviously yeah. with the hope of getting out soon. Um, but uh, lots happened since we last caught up, um, obviously the big uh, the big fight in Australia was the, the Zoo and Horn card, which we talked yes. about a bit in the lead up. Um, and uh, obviously some of the, I guess, some of the fallout and um, everything else that's sort of come out from that. Um, and then I know that sort of as our main topic, we're going to talk about losses and comebacks. Um, you know, I guess what spurred that was Dylan White's sort of shock loss uh, yeah. over in the UK to Povetkin. Um, yeah, it's been announced that there's going to be a, a rematch. Um, so, yeah, I guess we talk about, you know, people that have had those losses and come back and, you know, it's why people do that and why they don't do it. Um, but uh, first of all, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, you know, second day of spring now, I think, or, yeah. Spring of spring. Um, so it's feeling good. Yeah, it's getting nice and warm. You know, we've got a warm day planned tomorrow. Um, they said there was going to be like 30 degrees around here. So I'm good. I like the warm weather. So happy that that's coming. Um, yeah, just, you know, same thing here, training. Um, had a bit of a quiet week of training this week, just, um, you know, just take a little bit of a step back and um, refresh and, yeah, be back. I just took a couple of days off, so I'll be back in um, tomorrow, back in the gym boxing. Excellent. I know <clears throat> I know you would have been watching the uh, the Zoo Horn card with, um, yeah, obviously the main event was of interest to everyone, but there was a fight which was of particular interest to yourself um, in Shannon O'Connor and Carly Fulmer. Um, so let's start with that one. Um, yep. What um, what were your thoughts on on Shannon's performance on the fight in general? Um, what was your sort of thoughts when you were watching it? Um, I thought it was good. Um, I mean, I was happy with that fight to be made. You know, when that first when that fight got made, you know, obviously because there was the other fight on the card, the other women's fight on the card, which you know caught a bit of a little bit of an uproar just because of the quality of the fight. So it was good. You know, it was always good that we had those more uh, experienced girls to be on the card. Look. I think, um, you know, Shannon obviously looked good, um, but I do know that Kylie only had a couple of like, two weeks' notice for that fight. So, I mean, good credit. Give all my credit to Kylie for stepping up and taking that fight with such short notice, um, you know, because I guess especially against someone like Shannon that's so experienced, you know, pretty much a pioneer of box, women's box, one of the pioneers of women's boxing in Australia. So, you know, she, um, you know, hats off to Kylie for that. And, you know, she kept coming forward and, um, you know, trying digging deep. But, yeah, just... In the end, I think, you know, obviously the fitness and um, just the conditioning with not having a camp to play at its toll. Um, and it just made um, Shannon get more and more confident each round. Yeah, she did, look, so, she did look really confident through as, as the fight went on. She, like she was enjoying herself. And as you said, that yes, the most she's enjoyed herself in the ring for a long time. Um, yeah. you, could, you could really see that. But it was, yeah, it was a good fight and it was competitive. And like I say, yeah. Kylie gave um, you know, a good account of herself throughout um, yeah. throughout the fight. Um, and I know that you had your criticisms of the uh, the fight earlier in the night. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And, uh, and Jessica Cashman. Yeah. Look, I mean, um, it pretty much played out exactly how I suppose a lot of us expected it to. Um, just because knowing the the lack of experience with the girls and just how they fought in the amateurs, mind you, I get my hats off to Jessica Cashman. You know, she she did she looked quite she tried you know looked quite composed. She was trying to hold it together. It's a bit of a it was a bit of a hard fight. It was a really messy fight, really rough and hugging and, and swinging punches and, you know, rolling around and falling over and stuff. And I think that kind of fight, it is hard to manage. Like it's hard to manage an awkward fighter that's like that, that wants to hold and um, 
push around a lot. So, I mean, I think she did well come through with the win with that. Um, but, yeah, yeah I mean... They did, sure both... It did look like two debutantes, yeah. It's yeah, kind of, definitely. On a, on a big stage as well. And I think that's, yeah, it's kind of what it looked like. Yeah. Um, so from from the outside, um, yeah, and I did speak to Tony, um, who was Lynn's trainer. You know, just going into the fight, and you know, he wanted to sort of address some of the criticisms that had come in. Come in, he was fairly sort of honest about you know other fighters yeah. that had been mentioned, such as Viviana Ruiz, and saying, you know, we know we're not ready for that. Yeah, fight. yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, um, it would be it would be kind of almost like like I think even for for say Viviana Ruiz to to want to take that fight, I think it'd just be like. It would just be kind of pointless, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, you know, she's, um, yeah, there is a big disparity there. But, you know, Tony was good. Um, I, I did watch that interview and he was very um, real. He, you know, he's not blowing up smoke up anyone's ass. You know, they they were pretty, um, what's the word, honest with, you know, knowing where, where um, you know, Lynn, Lynn is in her career and her boxing. So, I mean, there was not huge expectations, I think, realistically. Um but yeah, you know that's it's right. a big they both learning learn experience, it. isn't it? Yeah, you get, exactly. You get they a lot both from learn that. from it. Yeah, hundred percent. And what about Jessica against Viviana? Do you think that's something? Uh, I think that would be a good see? fight. I think definitely. Um, I mean, out of those two, I think Jessica Cashman would be a better match for Vivian. Uh, I think. Um, I think. I still think, obviously, Viv will win, um, but I think it would just be a more of a te- more of a, a testing match, I suppose. You know, but. Um, I think Viv's a bit at a higher level than both of them, really. But, you know, she also hasn't had her pro debut, so she needs to have a debut. And you don't go in, you know, you know what boxing's like. You know, you don't go in and first fight, go fight champions. Like, you don't really do that. I know everyone wants to talk about doing that and, and everyone should fight the best of the best, but it's your career and, you you know, there's a, a novice. novice When you start in the pros, no matter how good you are in the amateurs, you still – it's a whole new ball book game. Your, your record starts back at zero, you know. You're still learning. It's a different thing. So um, yeah. you got to yeah. be smart. you got to be smart as well. So and at the end of the day, I think it having, would be a good fight. Yeah, and at the end of the day, having two women's fight on a card of that magnitude is, yeah, to show some of the progress that's been made over the last yeah. few years as well. Um, definitely, definitely. And there's some other good fights on the card, some sort of, I guess, surprising results. I was expecting Hardman and Weech to go a lot longer than it did, and that was yeah, a, a yeah. very, very quick finish for Hardman. Just caught him cold and early and... And capitalised, and uh, yeah, it's kind of similar to his performance at the Horden Pavilion here. He just as soon as he saw a weakness, um, just sort of jumped on it. But a uh, big win for Isaac Hardman, and yeah, he took on a much more experienced fighter in Jamie Weech, and is, now he's really sort of put himself in the window for some bigger fights. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, um, I, I'm pretty sure I saw something from Weech after, like, you know, kind of apologising, and you know, he was quite humble in a defeat, and you know, he's like, that's boxing, it happens. Um, you know, I would have liked to give her more of a fight, but hey, I got caught and that's it, you know, and Hardman give credit to Hardman and, you know, um, yeah, I think the, um, you know, it'd be good to see him in, Hardman in the ring again. I don't know how, how short notice that fight was matched either, but I think considering the fights, I think considering promote, like how that promotion had to change the cut fight oh, yeah. that, that many it, times. It changed and so, so many, many times, yeah. It's changed that many times and a lot of last minute fights, like, um, you know, with the borders closing and COVID and all that kind of stuff, I think the I think you know Matt Rose and um, whoever else was working with it did a really good job to hold the card together and actually get pretty decent fights. I mean, you know, like they they weren't you know there were, there was some you know, obviously going to be a little bit of a lopsided, but you know they're still pretty decent fights for Australian boxing. You know, so um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah. and 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 it was really exciting to finally be able to get a pay per view 
online without having uh, to oh, yes, yeah, have Fox yes, Cell. So that was a, yeah, that a was big a um, big step. So I mean, I didn't have to go over to the RSL. I could have it at home. Yeah. Um, so that was really exciting. Um, and I think that opens up a lot of avenues. Um, and you know, I've heard that that was, had some really good uptake. Um, so hopefully that's a new sort of yeah, revenue cool. stream for yeah for future promotions and uh, yeah yeah you know, opportunities to bring big fights here because yeah. I know previously the only time they've done that was for Mayweather Pacquiao um, so hopefully now we'll start seeing that more and more yeah. and that link up with KO and main event um, but uh, on to I, I, God, before we go to the main event um, Joel Camilleri yes uh, Joel uh, love Joel <laughs> um, and, and yeah uh, look really good um, yeah he did yeah um looked just so much energy yeah uh, yeah right he, through, he was like, through like, to the end yeah he was definitely um the, one of the best i've seen joel um he looked um you know like he was having fun in there confident like just so relaxed you know um and he's another one that only had a few weeks notice you know um and he just looked yeah he looked really really good in there it was really um he's like just his personality kind of comes out in his fights as well you know he's like a you know, I, I, I really enjoy watching him. He was, um, I think, what was his last fight? Was his last fight against him or no? He's yeah, had one it was, since yeah. Then. It um, was, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously comparing to them, I feel like he's come quite a long way from there. Um, I think probably mm. that loss is, you know, would have um, changed a lot of things as, they, as we do. We, we're going to talk about a bit later what losses can do. But I think, um, yeah, he looked, he's, he looked prime, prime. He looked yeah. conditioned. He looked, I know he went up a weight as well. And um, that candy candy man, um, yeah. he looked he looked actually quite um, nervous or stiff. I haven't to be yeah. honest, I haven't and seen. I think quite... yeah, he's he's come off the back of a yeah fairly sort of heavy loss to Matteo uh, Tapia, and um, yeah, it's a tough fight to t- tough fight on a big stage to take. Yeah, following well, I that. hadn't I haven't like I said I haven't actually seen him fight before. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, like that was the first time I seen him fight. So um, yeah, I think it was a almost a perfect fight for for. Um, Joel, because you know Joel likes to move. He comes around angles, and he's always on his feet and his toes. And then you had Candy, you know, this, the Candy Man. Is that what they call him? Candy. Yes, man? the Candy yeah. Man. Yeah. And um, um, yeah. Yeah. I had I him, you good. know, just walking forward and kind of stiff and straight up. And yeah, I mean. Yeah, and it's good because I think Joel, when I've seen him in other fights, has often been, uh, you know, relied on his movement and being awkward. Um, yeah. He hasn't been quite as aggressive in going forward as he was in this fight. Um, yeah. And he was really effective when he was coming forward. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some, definitely some big fights for him. And it just shows the, the conditioning work they must be doing generally yeah. for him to be able to take that fight on short yeah. notice and then put in that kind of performance. So, yeah, um, And he's with Dundee Kim now, is it? He is with Dundee, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, I think he went He went to Rushton for like a couple of weeks and then he yeah. went from there with Dundee. And I don't really know. obviously been that fall out there oh, yeah. um so i mean yeah credit to the conditioning there and then i think he was sparring you know, um too has, as well wasn't he and then you look in the main event the conditioning of jeff horn um crazy. was just not anywhere near where it needed to be yeah that fight was so crazy <laughs> uh, and you know in years past that would have been dundee kim that would have looked after that for, for true jeff. interesting um, yeah so uh yeah let's, that leads us on into the main event um so yeah i think two sides to the coin are yeah, impressive performance from Tim. Very, very yeah, similar. yeah, uh, but very poor performance from Jeff as well. Yeah. You know, especially considering what we've come to expect from him. So, what what were your thoughts when you were watching the fight? Um, I mean, initially, I mean, you could tell straight away that um, Tim was just in control. Um, he was just so relaxed. Um, like you know, clinical, sharp. 
you know, I wasn't getting flustered or bothered or anything by by um, Jeff Horn. You know, um, I think that was the that was the question that we all had on you know on our minds was we know what Tim can do. We know what Tim's um, capabilities are. We know how he fights. Um, but can he be like that with someone that is awkward and and wild? And I mean, Horn was the most wild I've seen him. Like I don't know, like. He was literally charging across the the ring with his head yeah. down like a bull. Like yeah. it wasn't even boxing. It was like he was like it was, it was like next level Jeff. Like, but not in a strategic way. It didn't look strategic at all. Um, and Tim just stayed calm and patient and just, mate, I've never seen, like he I, he timed him just so well. Like it was just every punch was landing. His accuracy was, and that's what we were saying before the fight. What I was saying about um to you was. Um, Tim Zhu's accuracy, like it's that's one thing, and his distance control, which is what he was doing beautifully, you know. So, and he just completely neutralized, completely neutralized Horn. So, I think even if Horn was on his on his best game, I still think it would have gone down very similar. Um, I yeah. just think that it was a lot easier for Jeff, um, for um, Tim to neutralize Horn. Yeah, and Tim almost looked like the stronger man in there as well, which is oh, not definitely. what you expected. Stronger, like stern, like stronger, like um, like just. Physically, like in his stance, he was because he's not all wild, falling over his feet and you know up in the air, like moving around so much. He's just he's you know and that's kind of you get where you get that structure. Like how can you be so stable when all you're doing is falling over your feet? It's very yeah. hard to be stable. It's very hard to sit down on your punches when you're falling over them. <laughs> your yeah, feet. Yeah. So you know. Um, yeah. The talk now goes to what next for Tim? Um, I mean, uh, yeah. Before we jump there, actually, I mean, there's been a lot of fallout from what happened with you know not the putting, the, putting the towel in yeah with yeah, the corner I was gonna say, yeah um yeah. yeah we yeah i was watching the tv sort of shouting it for three four rounds that you know, yeah it it, it it hadn't hurt him at any point to suggest that no. he could hurt him at no. any point in the future yeah um and i think yeah i mean i think right yeah, so body shots. Criticism there. i was i was watching the body shots at home when like Tim's body shots were so precise and strong, and I'm just like, ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every and single it, time, like my ribs were hurting. And like, if he's struggling, <sighs> and if he's looking fatigued and taking those body shots, it's yeah, it's. A, and it was a only a matter. It was only a matter of time before he went to the like really, you know, capitalize on that and just yeah. I mean, anyways, I think, um, yeah. I think it was. I think it was actually the Candyman that was the one in the corner that said, you yeah, know, we need yeah, to I heard support, that. So yeah, shout out yeah. to the Candyman. Yeah, um, definitely. He's looking out for fighters. I mean, that's what that's what your corner's there for. You know, all of our fighters, most fighters, especially you know, top level, you know, fighter fighters. Like, we don't want to quit. Like, we won't quit. We need someone else. If we're getting battered. Like, that's why why we are where we are. That's why fighters are at like you know, um, at that level, um, because they won't just quit on the stool. You know, no matter what, you know, you're a fighter. So yeah. that's where your corner is. It's imperative for your corner to look after you um, and make the right decision. I can't even say that word right now. Decision. Um, yeah, why was that so hard yeah, for me to yeah. say? Uh, <laughs> Weird. Yeah, um, I th and I think, um, yeah, it's it's the same decision they've made whenever he's been in trouble. And, yes. yeah, they've been praised when it's been right and criticised when it's wrong. But I think it's, you know, it's, it's just always been the decision they've gone to. And I feel um, like, um, I feel like, it's those decisions and these things that's happened today that's going to end Jeff's career, you know, early. Like, I mean, I think it's hard for him to go anywhere really from this in yeah. terms of big main event pay per view boxing. Yeah, hard no. to really see sort of where he goes from here. Uh, Tim, on the other hand, um, yes, the very world bright. is his. The world is his oyster. Is that what they say? It is indeed. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> the, the the initial talk was of Michael Zarafa. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, then they can compare yeah, him and Jeff and you know, keep that all Australian thing. And especially with COVID, we don't know if he can fight internationally yet. So that was yeah. a, a, an option that was floated. Um, I interviewed Dennis Hogan earlier this week, um, yeah. who has, you know, you know, he said, look, there's a reason my name hasn't been mentioned. Uh, and that's because they don't want this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I guess the other option is for him to then try and either go and fight in the UK or the US. Um, so of those three options, what would you like to see Tim do next? I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see, I'd probably like to see him against um, Zarafa first, but um, I think that he would, yeah, I think he would quite easily beat Zarafa as well. Yeah, it'd be a very technical um, fight with Zarafa. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I just feel I just think that I still think Tim edges that quite yeah. Um, and and what about Hogan? If that was to be and yeah, to to sort of give the the whole picture, Hogan has an agreement with PBC that he has one more fight, and if he wins that, he's given a shot at one of their title holders. PBC have three of the the title holders um, yes. in that division, so. Um, yeah, he's in a pretty good position there. Already, yeah, um, yeah. But if he can't travel to the US and fight for, say, another six months or however long, and there's a big fight with Tim Zhu here in Australia that can make him a lot of money, obviously they're going to consider that. So how do you think that fight goes? I and mean, it, it's a, it well, is a big fight. It is a really big fight. And I'm pretty sure Hogan's changed teams as well. He's not with Rushton anymore. Yes, yeah, he's now with Wayne so, McCullough. Um, yeah, so um, I don't Irish know. Irish trains out of Vegas. Oh, is it? Uh, okay, yeah, so I don't know too much. So, wait, is he over there? So, no, so he's over here. So he's training with Stephen Edwards, who um, is part of Horn's camp or has always been part of Horn's camp, sort of second in charge, um, but is not training now with, with Glenn. Um, so, yeah, so he um, they're doing a lot of um, video sessions with Wayne in the Vegas. Um, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. said as soon as a, a fight's made, he'll try and get out there ASAP. Um, obviously, if a Unless fight's made here, I'm not sure what the plan is. What's going to happen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think, um, you know, obviously I was at um, Dennis's last fight um, and he um, had Rushton in his corner and I've seen a lot of glimpses of similar kind of style and things that Jeff does, um, but just not as wild, I think. Um, and I mean, it's, it's um, obviously I feel like Hogan's at a different level to Jeff, um, but I'd like to see, um, yeah, I would love to see what he's like now with a different team. Um because I think yeah. there's still a lot of a lot like with all of us, there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was another great fight. Um, I think it would be, I think it could be, I think it could be a little bit more competitive um, than Giraffe. Um, but yeah. And then, and then I guess obviously other. Um, but out of those two, I'd like to see him from a fan's perspective. I think I'd like to see him fight Dennis. Just I think Dennis, it's a yeah. slightly big fight. Um, yes. Internationally, I think it's got more credibility oh, definitely, um, yeah. obviously Dennis is you know uh, many people argue beat Mungia um certainly yeah. came very close to beating him um not as close in his last fight against Charlo but um as I say I think a lot of blame was maybe laid elsewhere um yeah but you know I think he's taken down the chin and learned a lot from that as well so he's of been course. at that top level um I think it's a bit it's a good fight for, I think it's a better option fight for um for Tim in regards to um, you know, obviously resume and a name on his res- and a name on his record. Yeah, know. yeah. And then the other option is to try and seek international fights now because I think he's fifth with the IBF now, Tim. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. And he's one other. I can't remember what the other one was that he's ranked with. 
Uh, so he could try and do that. If, personally, if it was me, I'd be I'd be going overseas. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the, yeah. the talk that I'm hearing is that they're looking at the US as their yeah. eventual destination. Um, and Costa was obviously a huge name globally. Globally. Um, yeah. But he was, yeah, he has a, a, a certain special, there's a certain sort of love and adoration towards the name over in the UK because of Hatton and everything Hatton, that happened there. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there's some big fights to be made there um, as well. Uh, but obviously, yeah, the belts are in the States. So yeah, true, you kind true, of expect true. him to eventually go there. Um, and he could even fight, end up fighting Dennis out there on PBC. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the future looks very bright, definitely for Tim. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's been the I main he, sort of takeaway from the week. I think yeah, I think he proved not proved a lot of people wrong. I don't think any people doubted him. I think it was just a we don't really know until we watch the fight because it was such a fifty-fifty because it just all depended. You know, even like we were talking so often, like our minds change constantly. But I think <laughs> seeing that fight has really, like, personally for me, like it's solidified my my beliefs in Tim that okay now. He's content now. It's legit. Like now, he's, you know, he's, the way he performed against like someone like Horn, I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so let's move on to um, the I guess sort of main sort of topic of discussion: losses and comebacks um, spurred by you know the, the I guess the shock knockout loss um, that Dylan White suffered against uh, Povetkin. Uh, we all knew it was tough going in, and we did all talk about the danger of Povetkin and definitely the danger of his left hand. Um, but I don't think any of us really thought that yeah. he would be caught by that left hand because yeah. there was so much talk about it, and yeah, you know, it was yeah. kind of what yeah you know, we knew that was his weapon, but um, just a you know beautifully disguised uppercut. And it was it was really nice. I mean, it looked like if you look at the fight. Um... You know whether or not it was on purpose, but it seemed like he was almost setting up that shot. Um, in previous yeah, the rounds. shot before because Dylan did the exact same sort of movement in the yeah, yeah, when he and, and just that. yeah, and Provertkin kept kind of fainting that way, fainting that way, throwing that just the left rip to that side, and then this time he kind of went that way instead of throwing the left rip, he went up through the middle. So, um, you know, um, a great shot. You know, Dylan was winning the fight easily. He looked like he was in complete control of the fight. Um, yeah. I actually even tweeted like that previous round because he knocked down Provetkin in those in that previous round twice, tw- yeah. twice I was like because uh, I was seeing okay cool um Dillian's got his range he's he's landing that right hand now because he was just mainly using a jab for a lot of the you know the few rounds and then he started you now he started with the hooks and he started like adding in the right hand and um I was just like okay this next round which was the fifth round I was thinking okay now he's going to capitalize on that because he seems to know his range now next minute lights out yeah, <laughs> yeah it just shows that his heavyweight boxing uh, but um, it took away everyone's breath, I think. Everyone was yeah. like, whoa. Like, I don't think, think anyone expected that. Not having the crowd there just made it yeah, all the more yes. and eerie. True, that's very just... true. Eerie is good. Yeah, like everyone's just, like, it was a complete silence. <laughs> mm-hmm. But fair play. Um, yeah. yeah, they said straight away they want the rematch. Pelican's yeah. team have said they're going to take it. So Yeah, <clears> and um, yeah. yeah, Dillian's very humble in defeat and, um, you know, just wants to get down to business and get that rematch, I think, and... Um, Mm. Yeah, and it was just you know yeah, it's funny because so... we were just talking previously about again Dillian and he's been a bit of a topic because of the mandatory and the waiting and and like the thousand days waiting and this is his shot and like he just needs to win this and then he's like there like it's as he's promised the fight next and then that kind of happened and I suppose it puts us like shit like now what like he's lost and like is that it you know yeah so... what I've seen is that if he wins in the rematch then he can be reinstated as the mandatory but yeah. He won't. 
be with that deadline that was there before. So he could be waiting for another another thousand. How long? Um, mm. uh, but yeah, with with the rematch, um, like you say, he was dominating the fight. So you you know they obviously think that if they are more careful and they you know work on a couple of things, they they should get back in the position they were in before that knockout. Yeah. And, and win the, the rematch. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think Eddie Hearn said it's going to be in November. Yeah, yeah, um, November. They've got yep. a couple of weekends set aside uh, yeah. in the UK. So is that the right decision from Dylan White? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I guess if he doesn't take it, where else does he go? Uh, yeah, I think, and, I think. And if you're Povetkin, you're not going to give him that rematch further down the line if you don't have no. to. Get it now, just get it done. Um, you know, I think it's, there's no point of waiting for it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a hard fight for Dylan. I know, like, there's obviously camp, but it wasn't like it was a grueling five rounds and went through hell that he's damaged. For, I mean, obviously he got knocked down, but it wasn't like a Shizora fight where, you know, yeah. he might need a bit yeah. of a break from, you know. Yeah, and so, he doesn't need to cut weight at any point. So no, he doesn't really need to cut weight. He's already, he's already fight fit. I mean, he just got to be smart and not overtrain. Um, yeah. yeah. So so why, why are the reasons that fighters maybe wouldn't take a, 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 an immediate rematch? Um, well, I suppose it just depends on fighters. Like, for example, um, I mean, obviously that high level, but I, I'm just thinking of, say, the Shannon Courtney and Rachel Ball fight. You know, obviously, say, a rematch there. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's going to be good for Shannon to get a rematch and, and get a win back under her belt. But, you know, in that case, I don't think she she would be – I don't think it would be smart to have a rematch straight away. I think she needs to go back and learn and maybe have a few fights in between. And I think in Rachel's case, I think why should she take a rematch straight away? She's just one. She should enjoy the win and, and also move on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so, I, mean, I guess from her point of view, she may think if I take it now, well, she still maybe mentally thinks that she's not quite got the beating of me, then I can capitalise on that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, I know that – yeah, through history we've seen it go both ways. I know, um, you know, after um, Duran and Leonard, I know um, Duran wanted it immediately, like straight yeah. away. Um, and obviously uh, uh, Leonard did, sorry, and, and Duran, you know, was out partying and celebrating his win. Yeah. Um, and Leonard's he had cut like so much weight, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, things like that can play a part. Um, I think um, even well, even the, saw something similar with AJ and Ruiz. Ruiz you know, I yeah, think, definitely. Yeah, yep. Ruiz certainly went. It's down almost the exactly. I mean, not almost exactly the same because Ruiz is no Duran. But yeah, I, I don't mean, think he even parties yeah. like it. No, yeah, probably not. But I mean, yeah, that what thing where, like, I mean, with Ruiz, a bit not. I wouldn't say it was a. It wasn't really a fluke, but it was like definitely the underdog. Like, obviously, Duran and um, Sugar Ray was a very like an even match going in. You know. Um, it was like it was always going to be hard no matter what, um, and it was always going to be a tight, tight, tight match. But then, yeah, obviously the partying and all that kind of stuff, and the, I'm not thinking they're going to get the rematch maybe straight away and then getting the call to do the rematch and, yeah, trying to get it back into that shape. Um, but I think with Ruiz, um, it was just like a new thing to him, you know, being so, so, I don't know, famous and all that kind of stuff, you know, and obviously AJ put his head down and wanted to come back for that win. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's obviously a risk versus reward for fighters that are in these sort of situations. Um, and if you're well, a favourite that's lost in a sort of shock loss, you usually would have a rematch clause. Yeah, um, or even um, when f- fights are close, you know, like t- Katie Taylor and Pearson, mm, mm. you know, um, 
you kind of expect the rematch when they're close like that. I think yeah. when you see when you see shock wins or close things like that, I feel like the fans want the rematch. Like it's... yeah, yeah. Well, we saw even domestically last year with with Jeff Horn and Zarafa. Yes. Um, yeah, there was a rematch clause there, um, which obviously Horn exercised, won the rematch. So it was it, you know proven to be the right decision, even though a lot yep. of people didn't know if that was the right decision at the time. Um, yeah, I remember Zarafa's team were not happy that they had to take that rematch. Um, yeah. even though it was in the contract. So, you know, these are things get put into contracts for many reasons. And I guess that, you know, the reason there and the reason with AJ and the reason with Dylan and the champions is because they're, they're the, the, the one that's bringing the money to the table. It's, exactly. you know, they're the, um, so and they're kind, kind of, of giving something to the other yeah, fighters covering to, your eyes. to say yeah. in an obvious way. Um, and they're saying, I'm giving you this chance, but if you beat me, I want that chance to, yeah, sort of back. get that back. So yeah. that's why those kind of clauses are put in. Um, and do you think, um, you know, because I guess fighters could fight it and not take it if they didn't want. Um, yeah, we're seeing at the moment with Fury and Wilder, we don't know what's happening with that because they've, yeah, they've obviously gone over the deadlines that they had to exercise that clause. Yeah. Yeah, they've kind of understandably said, we, yeah. we'll let you extend that. Yeah. Um, but, the longer it goes on, the more and more I don't feel like that's going to happen. Um, and then I think for there's reasons that, that if I was advising Wilder's team, I wouldn't take that immediate rematch. And that's mainly because yeah. the manner of that loss um, was just demoralising. It wasn't like White just flashed knockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like he was winning fight and it was heavyweight, like a you know heavyweight kind of punch. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Like you need to go back to the drawing board, maybe have a fight. Like... You know, not like a tune-up, but like just go get get some, as you would say, go get some more skills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, but did um, yeah. I mean, do you, what what would be the sort of mindset? And just say hypothetically, you go into a say you take a, a fight over in the UK with yeah someone similarly ranked. Yep. Um, and it just does everything goes badly. Um, do you? You're in your sort of mindset. Do you think you're someone that would want that immediate rematch, or do you think you'd look at the bigger picture and think, I need to build before I go back for that? It's so hard to know because it does mm -hmm. really depend on your performance. Um, I feel like if you got, I feel like if it was like a, if you feel like it was an unfair decision or you got beaten real bad, then yeah, you want to go back and maybe learn or, or, or something, you know what I mean? But I feel like um if you know what went if you know what went wrong and you lost or it was a close decision that you think you should have won so you think you've got robbed then you'd want the immediate rematch yeah but if you think it was a fair loss you know and you, you deserved to lose and you know that there's you know then I think um yeah you have two options you go back and you work on what you need to improve so when you come back you can win it or you just go okay yeah that's what I need to do so I'm gonna do that next time yeah straight yeah. Up, straight away it's it's such a it's such a um a individual personal like perfect yeah. kind of option and, I think but yeah and I guess sometimes someone else's style can just be bad for you. That, um, I feel like that's like a Katie I, Taylor key soon. That's exactly what I was about Can to say. say yeah. Soon and Taylor like I think it has Katie Taylor will just never be able to comfortably beat comfortably beat Delphine Pursuit. Just yeah. for some reason her style her reach her timing just obviously makes She's Katie Taylor very uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And um, I saw she actually landed, I think, more punches through sort of six of the six of the rounds in that fight. Um, yeah. Obviously, her accuracy was way, way lower because her yeah. output was so high. Um, but 
Um, but yeah, I think there's sometimes you have those sort of styles. Like, if I was Katie Taylor now, I'd just be like, don't care what people say. I'm not yeah, doing I'd that. Be, I'd be the same. I'd probably be the same I, if I was in Katie Taylor's thing. Um, you, you know, like that one was more decisive. That fight was more decisive of her her win. I think she needed to do it after the first one because because it, it was very. Mm. I know there's people that say that again, Delphine got ripped off, but I don't think so. Even Delphine knew she lost that fight. I mean, the thing with Katie is, it seems to me like whatever it may be, if it's her conditioning or her mindset and how her, whatever it is, um, she just can't seem to keep um that. What's the word? Um, um, oh my god! Um, I can stick to the game plan. I forgot yeah. what it's called. But you know what I mean. Like she's because she boxed really well for the first couple of um, rounds. Um, disciplined. So she doesn't seem to be say disciplined because the first three four rounds she was winning because she was boxing, mm. and then all of a sudden it just goes like you know down Turned into a brawl. Yeah, I mean you know so it's kind of like. Is it because you're like lacking the discipline that you can't ma- that you don't maintain that mentally to be able to just box and be patient and box for the, for the later rounds as well, or is it your conditioning, or is it just that you know what it just um thing gets harder and harder to deal with? Yeah, you know? and the, and like frustration boils through and and you start getting caught with things that you don't usually get caught with, and you and then you think, oh, all right, let's just have it. Yeah, and and you know I, I don't know if it's an amateur kind of mindset as well because in the amateurs you know it's like if you're getting hit or even like almost getting hit it's like points almost sometimes you know so the only and you've only got three rounds so you're you're deep you're, you, you fire when you get hit you, you fire, fire back, back. Yeah, yeah you just fire back like you just you just think oh she's hitting me so I'm gonna hit her so it's more of a like a you know it's it's not really strategic it's just like okay well I'm not gonna let her out punch me kind of thing so but I don't know you know that's who knows um. You know, I watched that fight a couple of times, and the more I watched it, the more I noticed um, Katie's more accuracy, um, and you know, body shots and stuff that she was landing as well, and the sneaky shots that the shorter shots that you might not have seen because um, they're covered up by um, Del- Delphine's um, wild, you know, lots of over over punching. Um, but you know, also Katie gets punched, and she doesn't look like she has a super strong neck because her head snaps back, and that doesn't help either. Because when she's going on the back foot, her head snapping back with little jabs, like, and it just looks bad. Yeah. You know, like a little little push push punches, which aren't real punches from Delphine because she's just walking forward and pushing her arms out. They're hitting Katie and her head's up and her chin's going up and it looks bad. But, you know, so it's yeah, just, and it's yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people calling out Katie now. Um, yeah, she's obviously, the, I guess, the money in the division. Um, what, what do you think sort of next for her? Where would you like to see Katie say the next? Um... Trying to think who was calling her out. What was that? McCaskill was calling her. I think she was. Yeah. McCaskill. Yeah, McCaskill. Uh, I, I think that would be a great fight for Katie. Uh, you know, because I think Katie. I do think Katie will win. So I think Katie should take that fight. Um, you know, um, I'm trying to think who who else is in a division and calling her out. Um, um, I think Michaela May is in. Who's who's she's calling out someone else? I think. Um, oh, who was it? Was it Makeda Mayer and it was Harper, I think. Oh, Harper. Okay, yes, I know. No, yeah. don't worry about it. I'd love to see that fight, though. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Americans that could fight Katie, Katie Taylor. Yeah. There's a lot, you yeah. know. Like, I think I think Carly Reese, um, who she gave Break, Breakhurst one of her toughest fights. I actually thought she she beat Breakhurst, to be honest. Um, so, Kelly Reese, um, she's, you know, that would be a great fight as well. Mm. Um, and we're speaking of rematches. I think everyone wants to see Harper Jonas again. Yes, definitely say Harper Jones. I'd love to see McCaskill and Breakhurst again. I mean, I think that, that just how that fight was, I just feel like it wasn't where it should have been. I just feel like it, it could have been a much 
better fight, quality fight. You know, I just mm. hate to see Bra- uh, Breakhurst go out like that. Like, I just feel like she's she's better than that. Yeah, so, I didn't really get the feeling afterwards that she was never did for I. rematch. No, never did I. I felt like it was more of a send-off and here's, here's the torch kind of thing. Yeah, I think she's like, all right, I was going to keep this going until I lost. And yeah, yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to spend time with family and friends. Yeah, I felt that too, but it would be nice. But, yeah, definitely – I think my number one like, out of the women's to see um, would be Harper, uh, Harper Jonas. Um, I thought that was a brilliant, really good fight. Um, I'd love to see that again. And I love the inside work the girls were doing. I just thought it was really good. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like these losses that like you're talking about, you know, obviously rematches and coming back from losses, you know, these people that are on the end of these losses, like you Dylan White who's just lost and that, I don't think it's – it's not actually bad, you know. Um, you know, we're trying to protect these O's all the time. You know, boxers are always, you know – not taking fights or talking about, you know, keeping the O's. But, I, you know, when you're looking at, at it, and I put up a tweet, you know, looking at it, because when you look at it as a bigger picture, like, who really cares if you're undefeated? Yeah, yeah you absolutely. Know what I mean? And especially, especially like, if you think you're good enough and you can come back and work out and avenge a loss. Yeah. Because uh, I think, yeah, historically that's always been the thing, is if someone beats you, as long as you can go and beat them later – then you've kind of scratched that off yeah. and evened also, out your record. So you've you've beaten anyone that's beat you. So yeah, uh, but that, even, that used to be the way things were viewed, and that's why we saw yeah. a lot of rematches. Yeah, but even like that, even like um, just people losing, I mean, in their career and getting better from it, like um, Lomachenko against Toledo. Like you know, I think we all. I mean, I even forget that he has that one loss, but it's like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Is that one loss? Um, you see who else had a um. Um, a loss and came back looking better. Do you know what I mean? Like losses teach you lessons um, and sometimes they can be, you know, for, for the better. Like, I mean, obviously um, AJ versus Ruiz, like he lost and he came back and he it, it taught him that he that sometimes it's not always about a fight. You know, you can box and be disciplined and, and you know, you learn those kind of things. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe if he hadn't had that loss, then he might not have learned that, hey, actually you can just bo- outbox people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah, don't well, have to Sugar, be in that. Sugar Ray and Duran was talking yeah. about earlier. That's a perfect example of someone exactly. who just came back and it was a completely different fight yeah. the, the second time round. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then you see, at the like, other end of the stick, you've got Gatty Ward, who just yeah. ended up having pretty much the same fight same three fights. times. Yeah. <laughs> or you have, um, you know, even Dillian White, when he lost against AJ the first time, like, his fights from that fight just got better and better. Like you learn from your losses, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, um, yeah. So I think, you know, um, it's always a fans thing, you know, us fans, we want the best fights and we're always saying about, we want the best to fight the best. But then I think the biggest problem is when a fighter loses, the fans all jump ship or they all start talking shit and they're all like, yeah. Oh, there's shit. I knew those shit. Look at this and this and this. So you want your best fights. You want the fighters to fight each other, but then, you bring down the value of these fighters when they lose, when it shouldn't really be like that. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, every fight's a risk. Um, yeah. So if you're a fighter, then and if you're risking a loss every time you go out there, you'd rather your loss came to someone who everyone went, oh, he was good though, than someone yeah. they were like, oh, how did you lose that one? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, there's that element. But, you know, if you look now, other than Tyson Fury, of the, the big, big names out there, um, yeah, Canelo's got a loss. AJ's yeah. got a loss. That's another um, one. Canelo, after he lost to like Mayweather, how much better he got, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't think you could learn much more than really than fighting yeah. Trump as a, what was he, 21 at the time? 20, yeah, I 21, think so. 22. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what a lesson. Um, so, yeah, you can learn a lot from a loss. And I guess that's the test of some people's mentality as well, is can you bounce back and come back 
and have the confidence that you had as an mm. undefeated fighter that you had that you now now that you know what a loss feels like and you yeah. can be defeated can you come back and kind of push that aside yeah um you know domestically i think horn's performance against the referee in the second second fight was commendable from that point of yes. view because you know he was fairly well beaten in the first fight um, yeah. so it would have been easy for him to come into that thinking this is going to be tough yeah yeah um, but yeah he kind of went in with the right the right mentality so um yeah it's um it's just like I say, I think you from your you like you were saying earlier, it's very much on a case by case basis. Um and uh and how you yeah, come loss, back from it. Yeah, so a loss can sort of end or define your career. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, you know, some fighters if you look at Johnny Nelson in the UK, I think he lost his first three professional fights. Yeah. And then went oh, on to be- become middleweight champion of the world. Well look at B Hop, he lost his first fight too. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, these things happen. Yeah. Um and a lot of those things can be down to matching, you know, taking really hard fights too yeah. soon, and uh, like you say, styles. And sometimes you're just not on your game, and someone else is. As, yeah. You know, in a sport like boxing, that that can happen. Um, and it's better for the sport that everyone takes risks and t- racks up a loss or two. Like if you look at the UFC, yeah. there's no like shame in any of these losses. People no. are just like, oh, you took, you take the big fights, you take the fights where they give you the biggest money that the fans want, and then you'll. Yeah, you come again as long as you put exactly. in a good performance, you come back. Well, look at Sean Porter, for example. You know what I mean? You know, he's still highly respected and highly regarded, especially now. Especially by uh, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, because he's had his losses and um, he's still, you know, still up there, still making money. Yeah, yeah. So... And and, it, right, and then whenever he's lost, he's lost looking, you know, giving everyone Amazing. action. He's yeah. not gone out with a whimper. It's been, oh, come yeah. on, we'll try one more well, round. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, even against Kel Brook. Yeah, yep. kept coming back, trying mm. as yep. much as he could, um, and I think he he's learned a lot from from his losses because yep. from the Brook it's fight, and then, yeah. you know, from the Garcia fight, you know, he looks better and better every time. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so I think that's about everything I can think of on losses and comebacks. Um, I I just looked over at my notes and I realised that we didn't mention, I guess, some of the other news um, locally. Um, yeah, George Cambosis and Lee Selby. Mm-hmm. Was off because Cambos teams Cambosis didn't take uh, an offered pay cut from it was one hundred fifty to one hundred thousand. Um, yep. So they said no, we want the initial one fifty. Um, so that offer got retracted. Then it went to purse bids, which happened overnight for us. Yeah, yesterday, Tuesday, yeah, yeah in the UK. Um, so there's a lot of talk out of here. That um, you know, Team Cambosis are confident they were going to win that purse bid. Yeah. Um, now Matchroom have won it. Um, it's going to be over in the UK. Um, but I guess the good news is that Cambosis is actually getting paid more now yeah. than he was uh, initially. It's um, like double, isn't it? Almost. Um, more than double. Oh, I think it's. I think he's now going to get about one sixty. So it's. Um, it's. I think it's oh, because you know, oh, he's getting. He's getting sixty forty. Is it? Yes, yeah, so it's a sixty forty split. And now, I think the. So. I think the purse. I think it went for like two seventy seven. Yeah, so I think he's getting about one sixty six now, which is yeah. about yeah, it's about sixteen grand US more than he's would have been getting mm. initially. Um, so he's done pretty well, um, and uh, yeah, we were talking before we went on air. Uh, yeah, you wonder how much of the talk was to try and push that bid up, and how yeah. was the yeah you know, the desire to bring that fight here? Um, yeah. yeah, it would have been a big fight, but you yeah, can't imagine that it would generate the same rev- anywhere near the same revenue as it would in the UK. So no, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, is that it's probably good work if anything, if nothing else, good work from them to to go get more money than they had, and good news that that fight's still going ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it a long ago. Obviously, I saw, um, you know, I see George at my strength and conditioning gym. Um, we had a little chat the other day, and I was thinking, I wonder what's going on with all that because, yeah, obviously it was meant to happen like for what, a month, couple of months ago, wasn't it? Mm, and it was, um, yeah, it was, it was during lockdown. It was. Yeah, it? yeah. So I mean, and I hadn't really heard much about it. So, um, yeah, it's good to see that it's all back on track, and it's you know, George is making progress again, and and there's there's you know hope for it. Yeah, big stage, and then the winner obviously, um, yeah, is in line for the well, the winner of Lopez Loma. Yeah. If, uh, if that has that happened, is that signed? Um, it's I, I think it is. Oh, I think it's pretty much signed. Yeah, I think there's just some talks probably with um the other stuff like ESPN and all that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, and um, then Matram also dabbling uh, down under um, with uh, David Higgins and um, putting on a uh, fight or looks like they're putting on a fight between Joseph Parker and, yes. uh, and Junior Farr, which will be yeah, about as good a fight as you could probably get um, if you're under quarantine in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Junior Farr un- undefeated, I think, 19-0, nine, nine, 18-19-0. Um, so good test for Parker. Yeah. Um, yeah, Parker's obviously a huge name, still huge draw. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'd like to still think himself amongst the mix uh, yeah. in that sort of top ten in the heavyweights. Um, so that, oh, yeah, looking forward to that, and it's good to see Matrim getting involved down here as yeah. well. Hopefully, we can maybe yeah. see a bit more of uh, a bit more of that in uh, in Australia too. Yeah, Matrim in the zone would be good. Mm, indeed, indeed. Uh, maybe we can bring uh, Shannon out to uh, to fight you out here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I'd like to go to the UK, but it'd be good. Yeah, yeah we're about a bit warmer here, and I think we we although it looks uh, like they're getting crowds to... as well. I think they're getting crowds as of September. I think the oh, first nice. crowds are being well. Actually, uh, sorry, I just read something about now. I just read something about combat sports here in New South Wales in our state, and there's not going to be anything this year. This year, no. Oh, okay. okay, done, done. So. Especially amateurs, you know. So there's going to be Queensland combat sports. Would continue to be the uh, the epicenter of, uh, yep. of boxing in Australia for a while. Yep. Um, so I guess you know, for fighters outside of Queensland, it's all about working out whether you can get travelling exemptions now and yep. how soon you have to go out before a fight. And, um, and if you do quarantine and all that. Looks like you'll be getting a few COVID swabs in the near future. <laughs> yeah, um, possibly. <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, any any other news from your side of things? Are we do we close to? No, um, I think that's a anything pretty much exciting. It. No, the sock business continues oh, to thrive. Oh yeah, yes, my sock business continues to thrive. I just um, made the made the um, seven news today, so I'm getting a lot of new um, fans. Um, I wonder if I'll get make some more money and they'll be inboxing me asking for more socks. But yes, yeah, maybe we should, uh, we should do some the, punches from the pod socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should maybe maybe put our label, put our brand on the socks. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, the words are. I don't know what I don't know what these people are doing with these socks. I don't know if I well, want. Let's not think about them. <laughs> yeah, but the word the word out the, the the words out in the street in Australia. I mean, obviously it was global news a couple of a couple of weeks ago or whatever. But yeah, now it's hit hit the Australian shores pretty heavy today. So um, I'm sure we might be hearing be a, a few more uh, local orders. Maybe, maybe unless it's just a British thing. <laughs> I don't think so. I doubt. It. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, very much so. Um all right, well, excellent. Well, um yeah, really enjoyed that. Um we'll yep. try obviously try and do this face to face next week if we yes, can. Yes, yes. Um and um yeah, in between now and then 
Um, have we got anything on this weekend? Any big fights this weekend? No, don't I think there's eat. an ace. I think there's like an ace boxing thing, but I don't yes, know. Yes, yeah, any Benny big names. Kite, I know he's fighting. Um, but uh, yeah, in, in terms of internationally, there's nothing big anymore because obviously Matt Chirum's fight camp shut down. Um, we saw Dubois. Oh, we had Dubois, weekend. yeah, but that's not um, to talk about. <laughs> I'm kind of looking less impressed with Dubois every time I see him. Yeah, you know, he looked kind of slow and like, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And mm. The talk of the him and Joyce being up at near that elite level, I think, is fairly fanciful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel even Chisora would do a, probably do a pretty good job on uh, definitely Joyce, but yeah. maybe Dubois as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we will see. We will see. I think Dubois-Joyce is happening in November now as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one to look forward to. Um, all right. Thanks for your time, as always, Ebony. We'll, oh, um, we'll catch we'll up, up next week. Next week, absolutely. Um, and we'll obviously try and think of something interesting to talk about. Uh, if you've made it this far through, thank you for listening. And uh, obviously, please subscribe, share the channel, um, leave us some comments. Um, and uh, as always, we appreciate uh, anyone who is supporting the channel. Uh, I've been Tommy Watt. I've uh, been joined by Ebony at the Bond Bomber Bridges. Thanks, guys. Speak to you soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Punches from the Pods is a production of T2T Boxing.